Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the fourth season four, Caleb. They said it wouldn't last, but here we are. I season four that. of the Hard Nine podcast. Today is November 6th, and the hot stove is officially heating up. Just in time for it to cool down for three weeks until anything happens. <laughs> I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? You have yeah, to start true, somewhere. True. Yeah, Um. obviously the big news of the day, not Cardinals, which obviously we're going to get into Cardinals. Craig Council going from the Brewers to the Chicago Cubs. What the hell is that about? David Ross has to be thinking, what, 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 what just happened? Like, literally, unless, now, this could have been something that was discussed, has been discussed no, since the end of the season. It hasn't. I do not believe it has. Well, no, they said that they the Cubs would have had to ask the Brewers for permission to to interview Craig Council if they wanted to do it before November 1st. They didn't do that. They waited until after November 1st. Nobody had hired him, so they went in and then interviewed him without permission. What's well, genius, like by the way? Does that Dave Ross go back to TV, or you think David Ross ends up with another job for the next season? I don't think anyone's going to hire David Ross to be a manager just yet again. I, I don't think he's done anything wrong. Like, in fact, that's really not good... true, dude. He had a stranglehold on the wild card and just absolutely blew it. I don't know that he blew it. Like, I don't know I that mean, managerial decisions. Well, cost right. The but how do, you, how do you manage? How do you measure the success of a manager? OK, but here's my question. Like, literally and logically coming into the year, most people predicted the Cubs to finish third or fourth in the NL Central. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the fact that he had them there might mean that he had they had outperformed and outkicked their coverage for 150 games. And then the last, whatever it was, 12 to 15 games, came back to reality and had it taken away. I don't think you can play I'll play David devil's, I'll play devil's devil. advocate there. Okay, hold on. But I think you have to give David Ross the credit for getting them in that situation, not just for losing that situation. Like, it can't just be one or the other. That's what I would right. say. Um, what was the Cubs record? The Chicago Cubs were 83 and 79. That was right around what everyone thought they would be. 500-ish team. The only reason they were close was because the, the National League, the Padres and the Mets and the Cardinals all failed. So, well, yeah, they were you, there, but the Miami but I, Marlins beat them out for a playoff spot. I don't think you can blame – that's all I'm saying. Like, I don't think David Ross – no, like, everything I heard, nobody was talking about David Ross being on the hot seat for them. That's not what I – that's not true. League. That's not. I hadn't Chicago, heard it. Chicago Cubs fans are furious with him because of the lineups he was putting out. They were. I mean, it's just a fact. And here's the thing, Dad. Yeah, you can say that, but managers are hired and fired based on their successes and failures. That's the way it is. I, his I season, it. what his season being multiple games up of a wild card spot on the Miami Marlins with two weeks to play and then losing it all. That's. I mean, in Chicago, when you have a guy like Craig Council there available, who's made the postseason with a less than satisfactory roster five of the last six seasons. It's not a hard decision to make which one you but, should But talk go to after. me about Craig Council's postseason, like, prowess. Talk to me, it's okay, not there. You talk, okay, and you can't talk about David Ross's because he's never been to the postseason. He's managed for three years. Craig Council's a top five it's manager. Like, and, this is a lot like the firing of Mike Schilt. This feels like the Anali Marmol firing after this year. It's not, at, it's not at all the same. Mike Schilt was fired for weird. very different reasons. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. By the way, okay, well. Well, as the manager carousel still goes on, we've got a lot. I mean, the Padres are still looking for a manager. Bob Melvin's a giant. Crazy. Um, a lot of stuff going yeah, okay, on. Yeah, okay, can we talk about that for a second? Can we, yeah. Like, Bob Melvin gets hired, leaves the A's. Smart move, by the way. Saw that dumpster fire. He said, I'm out. He goes to the Padres where they are spending every dime that that uh, the country has ever made on their roster. Mm -hmm. On short side. Totally 
underperformed. So is that on Bob Melvin? Like, let me ask you that, because if you're going to blame David Ross for Chicago's inaccuracies, no. Mm -hmm. Ineptness. There we go. Ineptitude. Then don't you have to blame Bob Melvin on the San Diego Potters, who had, by the way, a way better roster than Chicago Cubs? Right. Um, No. And my reasoning, my reasoning, one, Bob Melvin has a track record of being a great manager. We all know this. He was amazing in Oakland for forever. But my other reasoning is I told you before the season started that they did not build a complete roster. Cool. They have Xander Bogarts. Okay. Like, so the Red Sox, what the Red Sox did with Xander Bogarts. Like they just went out there and signed all these guys that are aging. And honestly, like you got four guys with big personalities in that clubhouse. Um, They all got massive deals. I don't know how that how that works there's been a lot of rumors that Manny Machado and Xander Bogart's not the best of friends um Manny Machado about Manny been, Machado and a lot of people by the way I, I like Manny and I think he does run Same. people the wrong way I do like that's fair to say at this point in time in his career um but I, I don't know who's to blame there I know that there were reports that Machado was angry that Xander got paid before Machado did I know that was a thing as by the way not Xander Bogart's fault well no but it's I don't blame Bob Melvin for AJ Preller being bad at his job. Well, evidently there was a lot, like a lot of this, I think between Bob Melvin and AJ Preller. And I and think so the Bob majority... Melvin said, uh, my family lives right up the North where I came from. Uh, there's a team up there who said they're going to spend a fortune in this off season. I'm just going to go right back home and manage for the San Francisco Giants. Wild. And the Padres like, okay. Sorry, my mic just unplugged for a second. Yeah. I, I don't understand I don't understand what AJ Preller was going for there. Um, Like he tried to build the Golden State Warriors baseball edition, and that's not how baseball works. No, no. As we saw, let's get the Cardinals stuff because that's about all happened. Um, Where do you want to start? Uh, Let's start with the two signings today because that's like forty man roster stuff. So let's start there. Signing and Uh, and trade and trade. Um, uh, and I'll let you go into it, but Riley O'Brien comes over from the Mariners for cash considerations, and they signed Jared Young from the Cubs, who, by the way, had a really good AAA last year, uh, season at AAA. Um, what do you think about those two? Because people, obviously, as they will, because they do not take any time to actually look at players, they lose their minds because we didn't go sign uh, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, and um, Josh Hader. The fans, yeah, wild, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, I don't even feel like acknowledging those because I feel like when we acknowledge them, it's like us saying it's the majority and it's not. It, um, yeah, so the the sign, the are we on, we're on O'Brien, he there, he had that over 30% K percentage in AAA, um, in Seattle. And I think the Cardinals did a smart thing. I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but if you're going to look for minor league AAA level relievers, a good team to go look for those guys in are is a team with a really good major league bullpen that doesn't have a lot of room to bring up AAA guys because the Mariners have one of the better bullpens in all of baseball. Um, so good that they traded Paul Seawald. We can argue if that was good or not, but they still felt like they were good enough to do that. Um, and he was a guy that didn't had that didn't make any appearances this year, but had a really good season. Was an All Star in his league in AAA. And at the end of the day, I don't know. He might never do anything for the Cardinals, but. The more of these type arms they bring in with high upside that are very cheap, um, they really don't cost you anything. Like, I don't know cash considerations, but I don't think we're going to miss that guy. So I I think the more of these guys they can bring in, the better. Uh, It's funny to me because people see the name and whatever, fill in the blanks as we talked about earlier. But like, if you were to go from team to team, 
Every team, including the two that we just watched, by the way, shout out to the Texas Rangers. We'll get to that later. But every team, there's no way you could name me the guys in the bullpen. Like everybody, you like the fan, I, we can't because we watched them a lot, but the casual, in fact, I couldn't, I couldn't name all of them. Not but everyone. The casual fans could not name those guys, but those are the guys who win you championships that you didn't hear of probably a year ago or two right. years ago Josh or whatever. And now we got, yeah, it's exactly like Chris Stratton. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, guys like that, that come in, do their job. And that's the guys you need. And you need guys who can get K's late in a game or in any moment during a game where you need them to come in with guys on base, give it a, it's a depth move. This isn't a closer. This isn't a setup guy, right? As of right now, could, nor is who he, knows? Yeah. Well, no, and nor is he in the plan to even be on the roster opening Correct. day, but he's going to get a chance to make that in spring yes. training. That's what you need what to need do with bullpen. You don't need to go sign. I, it wouldn't be bad to get another veteran guy in there. Yes, they'll do that. I believe that they will do that, but you need guys who can get out who you're not paying a ton of money to in the bullpen. And that's what you need. Like the the thing for me as well. Like a lot of people are looking at the relief market and they're saying they need to go get these guys and they need to go get a, a Maton or a bring Jordan Hicks back or whomever of the relievers that you like. Sands Josh Hader, who's not going to be a Cardinal. Um, and I get it, but at the same time, go get your starters figured out because that's far more important. Because you could go sign Phil Maton and he could be not very good because he's a reliever and that happens sometimes. And I think spin just throw numbers at the bullpen problem and go into spring training saying, okay, we still have Zuniga and Rodriguez who have electric stuff. We don't know what they're going to do, but would it shock us if one of those guys has a Luis Garcia 2021 run in them? Wouldn't shock me of any of those guys. Mm-hmm. So go do that. Hell, Luis Garcia is out there. Go get him back. I don't care, but you do not need to go out there and spend big bucks on relievers because one, the Cardinals have been awful at evaluating who they should spend money on in the relief market. And two, it just isn't worth it. It's not worth that considering. Greg Holland, Andrew Miller, who is the Brett Cecil. Cecil. I, I'm sure that I'm missing 58 of them. I'm just saying those three come to mind yeah. right off the bat. Andrew Miller had some at. good years, but yeah, not worth what average, they paid him. He had average years here in St. Louis. He had like a he couple really solid out, years where he helped but, you. But again, not $12 million a year. No, he wasn't the Andrew Miller that you were paying. Correct. Correct. Um, so but yeah, I, you and I are on board there. Um, Jared Young, infield outfielder. From the Cubs, First I don't know much about him. In part. fact, I thought we traded him. I was completely yeah, I confused on what was happening. Could need new glasses. Really need. Said to acquired get new on the graphic. Huh? Said acquired missed, on the graphic. Missed that again. Need new. Need new eyes. So whatever. Yeah. Um, also now in the Cardinal farm system on the forty yeah. man roster. First baseman had a nine ninety four OPS and ninety games in Triple A last year. Uh, from the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> For me, if anything else, it makes Juan Yepes and Luke and Baker expendable. Probably. Mm-hmm. It does, like I I, Someone asked me on Twitter if I thought that Mick Goldie was going to get traded, and I was like, what did I just hear you say? <laughs> I do not believe that's why they no, brought no, him in. No, this Jared Young fella hit really well last year. I don't think he's yeah. Paul Goldschmidt, so no, yeah. probably not. But I do think it gives you flexibility where if you're in trade talks with any team and they say Yepes and they say Baker, you say, well, we can probably make that happen now. Like we have guys mm-hmm. to back him up, and if anything else, play a solid AAA at solid at AAA. And if you need a left-handed bat at any point in time during the season, he can probably come up and give you big league at bats for a week. Agreed. Again, another depth move at the time, or it's also another guy that maybe you do potentially flip right. in a well, trade. He was on waivers, so I don't think anyone's going to really want him. You you say that, but you ne- you never know. Like you That's honestly, true. you never know. You never yeah. know who leaves an organization or what happens. You just don't know. Um, okay, so. Let's get to also let's get to the Heim Bloom stuff. But before you, you get to that. that, before you get to that, 
40 man roster is now full. And I saw oh. some people overreacting. I shouldn't say that. Some people wondering why they did that. Um, because you obviously were thinking they're gonna need free agents. One, if you're in if you're about to sign a free agent, you can just DFA somebody. That's not a big Correct. deal. Um, two, there's non-tender candidates all over this 40 man roster. Um, you know, Dakota Hudson, Tyler Neal's not getting non-tendered, but I would be surprised if he is on the roster for long, to be honest with you at this point in time. I could be wrong. Um, and they're gonna make some trades, I would assume, just to get rid of some of the glut. The short um, stuff they got from Cleveland. Yeah, for me could obviously be some thing. Thank you. Lost um, it. He's obviously a candidate for that. So there's not, not to be rude to those guys, but there's expendable options on the 40 man roster to where if you're getting close to inking, you know, an Aaron Nola or a Yoshinobu Yamamoto or whomever, I don't think those 40 man spots are going to stop you from doing that. They are not. They are absolutely not. Um, interesting news this week with the Cardinals. There's been a lot, a lot going on in the Cardinal camp this week. Let's start with the Hein Bloom stuff. Um, what do you make of it? Do you see it progressing? Do you see it as maybe a legitimate option that they're going to bring him in? And what are your thoughts on all of that? I absolutely love it, first off. Um, Heimblum, brilliant pitching mind. You know, was he the GM or pub or whatever his title was in Boston to run the Red Sox? Probably not. Like, he probably wasn't the fit there just because he's a small market-minded guy and he's trying to run a market in Boston that just doesn't stand for that type of behavior. They just don't. But I do think... One, my, my first initial take, and Mosaic did say today, he didn't mention Bloom because obviously they haven't hired him, so he's not going to mention any names. Correct. But he did say that they are looking for outside voices, um, basically confirming that, yes, Heim Bloom probably is being talked to by them. To me, I love that for multiple reasons. One, the Cardinals have realized that they're doing something wrong, and they realize there are other people that know how to do things that they're not good at better than they do. And Heinblum is one of those guys, especially with pitching. He's credited a lot with building the Rays pitching um, pitching system up. And who's a better guy guy to go learn from than the guy that built probably the best pitching factory in all of baseball down in Tampa Bay. Um, so I love that. And for me, like Heim is, would be great. It's like him specifically, I really like. But more importantly than that, I like that they're being self-aware. And they're saying, you know, we've been kind of stagnant with our front office for a long time a lot of the guys that have been in this organization for years like gary larock and um gary larock's like the last guy to come here from a different organization and that was like 2005 or something i thought it was so, before that but yeah he's been here a long time maybe i'm wrong it was him and someone else but there were two people and mosaic was the other one he came from colorado but it's been a long time since they brought an outside voice in and they like to call it continuity but i think it's I think it's more than it's become stale. And I think they're recognizing that. So I appreciate that they're at least looking at this as an option. I agree. And you know, the Cardinal way has always been the saying that everybody wants to talk about. They and it handbooks for it the prospects. Great. It was, it was great, but it also needs to change. I'm not saying it needs to be abolished. It just needs to like, you know, maybe like the constitution, like maybe we could go ahead and, and like change that. Some amendments? Yeah, maybe. May, I mean, it is 2023, 100 and, 260 well they do have whatever. amendments to be fair to that right. yeah yeah but we haven't had one in a long time that's true but, but either way political. let's go ahead <laughs> right let's go ahead and let's go ahead and let's add some addendums to this maybe if we need to as we go um also just to say you brought up the boston thing i don't even know if it wasn't a bad fit or just a bad time to be a gm in boston no matter who it was yeah. a lot of people i saw a lot of people on twitter 
blasting Bloom for trading Mookie Betts. If you actually believe that Bloom was the one who made the decision to trade Mookie Betts and not the people who were signing the checks and who owned the team, I don't know what to say to you. Like, I honestly do not know what to say. That was that was handed down. Mookie's already talked about that. The Red Sox have talked about that. That was a deal that was going to be made. Now, if you want to argue that they didn't get the most that they could have for that, that's a fair argument. But we have no clue what other people are, like, offered. We don't know that. Yeah, so, and I, th- I think a lot of that even was ownership because they did they didn't get that much because they offloaded Price's contract in the deal, which is most definitely an ownership move. 100%. For me, there's some things around him. I watch Jared Carabas' stuff a lot, a massive Red Sox fan, obviously. There's stuff around him that he wasn't able to close deals, whether that be trade or free agency, just because he'd get cold feet or he'd ask for too much, whatever. That's not something I am privy enough to to talk about. But if he's in an advisory role where he is just like – and Gould also said they're looking for someone to rebuild their pitching infrastructure. Pitching, yep. And Hein Bloom is a guy that obviously has built up pitching infrastructures. It's just it's a win all the way around if they hire him. Um, it's not the biggest deal in the world in terms of like you're not you're probably not going to see immediate um, immediate what's the word immediate gratification results. is that the immediate results there you go immediate results from it but it could be something where in five years if he's still here like Larock is and Mosaic obviously worked his way up where you're like man he's really really helped us out by just maybe finding a diamond in the rough which is what the Rays are great at. So let me ask you this. Um, Mo has talked about being close to the end of Mo of this job for him. Right. Do you think that that's also a guy to bring in to learn the Cardinal way, right? As we, you know, the handbook, you're going to hand him the handbook when he comes through the door, but, and then be like, just slide right into Mo's replacement. Or do you think that you don't think that's what it is at all? I think I mean, I'm I okay. Think, if it is, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, no, I think I'm I just think, asking if you think that could be an option. I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to have him leapfrog leapfrog Gersh and Flores who have been here and done great things for this organization and kind of paid their dues. I think Gersh or Flores one of the two is due for that. And I honestly think whenever one of those two gets hired, the other one probably leaves and goes somewhere else. Well, it's also very possible because a lot of teams do not have president of baseball operations. If, if Mosellock leaves, that's just that's a race and we just go back to a general manager. I think that is also yeah. an option. I'm not I don't saying that's going to happen. The only reason I don't think that'll happen is because I think they'd probably want to promote two people. Maybe, but they did create that role for Mo. I mean, who knows? Like, we're yeah, who knows? Like, that's way down the road. That's not right. right now. Um, all right. So anything on Mo's comments today that you want to, besides Heim Bloom, that you really want to get into the weeds on? Because he did. I mean, from what I've read, haven't you can't watch the whole thing. Haven't been able to watch the whole thing yet. Mm-hmm. But everything I've read and everything I've I've been following along with seems like it was much to do about nothing. Like it's it's sort of what we kind of expected. I, I uh, the payroll. I think people are up in arms about the payroll talk and and everything like that. That's just a lot of most speak to me. Times. So we're. In, I don't even. That is what it is. Um, here's the thing, Derek Gould. If you've ever, if I anyone has ever read his reporting, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have is very conservative with what he reports. He does not report BS. He does not come out every offseason and say, oh, the Cardinals are in on Xander Bogarts or some or Dansby Swanson. He doesn't. He only does he only says things he can nail down. Um he he seems to think the Cardinals are pretty damn interested in getting one of Yamamoto and, or Aaron Nola. Like they are all but certain that they're going as hard for one of those two guys as they possibly can. Um to me the the <laughs> The connections between the Cardinals and Yoshinobu Yamamoto are outrageous. Like if they, They're if they don't yes. get him, which I don't think – if I were to tell you my percentage of their chances to get him, it would be well below 50, okay, because I don't think they have anywhere close to the um, best chance to get him. But 
I've never seen it disconnected to a star for agent in my life. Have you? No, probably not. Probably not. Other now, than like Matt Holiday, and he's because he I came have, from here. I have all along said the one thing that concerns me the most is his choice to maybe want to be on one of the coasts mm-hmm. because that's just the market size, the internationalism. It's good for the game. Like, let's be honest. When you get like Otani on the West Coast has been really good for baseball. Let, I mean, that's that's true. If he were in Milwaukee, probably not as great as him being out there. Like, I'm not saying he wouldn't be as no, great. But my point is. Yeah, true. He'd be great for the market. Though. Right. Yeah. International markets. Okay. Those yeah, are agree. great. St. Louis, not your biggest international market when you're looking at New York, Chicago, Boston, LA, it has San gotten, Francisco, Seattle. Okay? I agree, but it has gotten way bigger in Japan since Lars Park. No, I agree. And uh, all I'm saying is I I wouldn't be surprised originally right. that those were my thoughts. That's where he lands is one of those six well, yeah. months. If I but, were to give you my if I were to give you my like prediction, put my name on it, stamp, I would predict that he would end up on one of the coasts. Yes, me too. But you are correct. The amount, the the six degrees of separation, like Kevin Bacon, uh seem to line the Cardinals in a pretty good spot. If he ends up here, that would be fantastic. I I mean, the, the ties to Nolan, the ties to Lars, the ties to the agent, all of that are great. I do believe that the Cardinals are going to make very a significant offer toward to get him. I, but I do believe also that at the end, the proverbial ball is in his proverbial court. Yeah, it definitely is. But the thing about this, the most exciting thing about this is that it definitely seems like they're going to really go hard for him. Like that is at least something that I would not have said a month ago. I wouldn't have thought that to be the case. I would have thought it was Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray, whatever. But here's okay. So the thing that I found interesting is in one of Derek Gould's articles, he wrote that they have like a very great connection with the Oryx Buffaloes, which is, you guessed it, Yoshinobu Yamamoto's team, who they do have to be involved in this deal because they're going to be the team receiving the posting fee. Okay. Um, they signed a scout. They signed a scout before this season started to specifically scout the NPB. And that guy, you guessed it, scouts Oryx more than any other team. Um, I, I can't comprehend how many like connections no, there are here. It's there, absolutely there absurd. And all and here's one of the things Gould said is that the Cardinals really, really there's uh, there's rumors that eventually there's going to be an opening series and it will be in Japan. Guess who really wants to be in that series? The St. Louis Cardinals. Right. They have Lars Nupar and Yoshinobu Yamamoto on their team. Guess who's <laughs> probably going to be in the series? The St. Louis Cardinals. This seems like a play that's like there's so many reasons why this would be the guy, let alone that he's uber talented and 25 years old. If Bill DeWitt's going to open the books up for anyone, it's probably going to be a young guy like him. It's probably going to be someone that's legitimately probably your ace for the next seven or eight years, depending on how long you sign him for. And also it's going to give him an immediate return on his investment just because of the amount of fans he's going to bring to your team. It's crazy. I, I talked about that so with Otani. Like, remember, I, I, a few, like, back, I, I asked a rhetorical question because there isn't a, an answer. But, like, you know, what what do you make back in that contract by the international market? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's an, going to be an astounding number. It has to be, right? Look, honestly, just look at what Wimby is doing right now for the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming from, and that's coming from France. Not a team not, uh, in a place that's, a, had, that's right. had a lot of success. Not a baseball crazed world like Japan. You know, I, right, I mean, no. country like Japan. Like, so... You know, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it is in Jer- They might make his contract up in Jersey sales alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I jokingly I mean, say make that, a lot, but, yeah, obviously, but they'd make a lot of money off correct. of it. 
Um, I think it's a really good tie there. Do you think, do you believe it's he or Nola and then another guy, right? It's, they're not going to sign both. Correct. Like, my, Again, we are talking as if this is going to happen, which is a wild world right now anyway. But if it does, they're not signing both of them. It, the next no, no, guy you're no. looking at is a Sonny Gray or a Jordan Montgomery or somebody yeah. like that. Right? I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Sonny Gray is going to be a Cardinal. Yeah, I think so too. That's if like you read he, the tea leaves. It seems everything like I've read, and I read, I recommend this by the way. A lot of what I'm saying, I, I obviously I'm not a reporter for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm getting from Derek Gould. Go read his chat today. It's very informative. I by the way, cover anywhere close to all. Shout of out it. to Derek Gould, who's getting a lot of pub on this podcast tonight, and deservedly so. Like he's great. He, he is the he is the voice. Katie Wu, fantastic. There are right. other people who who cover the Cardinals that are fantastic. But it does seem like Derek Gould is the one who is like really right in the middle of all of this right now. And he is the one, in my opinion, to listen to and is always one of those to listen to. The Cardinals are lucky they've got a few really good reporters. And you just have to know who to listen to and who not to. Yeah. Derek Gould, listen to. Yeah, he's great. Um, And I mean, what was I saying? He's completely. Yeah, he's completely. Yeah, oh, oh, funny, um, everything I've read that he has said um, and really everyone said, but especially him, because he's. A lot of the reporters just I think that they've been really quiet and haven't released much. He's been releasing stuff a lot about what he's hearing from people that are, by the way, work for the Cardinals. But um, he talk, he's talking to actual people in the organization is that they have a budget right now that would include a Yamamoto or Nola and Sonny Gray. And it's always Sonny Gray's name. It's it's never Ann Montgomery or Ann Eduardo Rodriguez. It's always Sonny Gray. I think they really want Sonny Gray. And he said they've kind of nailed him down as a guy that they think they can sign really quickly. That they yep. think they can go to him, say, we're close to your home. Um, we know you want 20, whatever, 22, right? 20, yeah, 22, yep. 23 million a year, whatever it is. And we can get to this quickly because he's not, he's not, a, he said he doesn't want a long-term deal. He said he's not really all that worried about, you know, being the highest paid he can possibly be. Um, so I think he's a guy they believe they can get quickly. And if they get him quickly, then you're allowed, you're like, okay, we got one of our guys. We can kind of wait out and see what Yamamoto's market looks like and see what Nola looks like. For those of you who don't, who haven't, and honestly, I hadn't paid as much attention as I should go look at Sonny Gray's career. He's 34. Um, that always scares people. It shouldn't, it shouldn't scare you. A three-year it's, it's, deal with, it's worth I, noting any, here's what I would say. Signing any pitcher is scary. Right. Like yeah. it, it just is 35, not terrible, not, not terrible at all. No, no that's no. what I would say. Okay. Um, if you could get him for three years at what, whatever the price is, or even Nola, I mean, the talk about Nola that scares me is he wants seven to eight years. I don't know that I'm up for that, even though that would put him at like 38, 39, when it's all done. That's, mm -hmm. I just don't love that kind of length on a contract uh, for a yeah. guy at 30, over 30 years old. Um, yeah. However, 31. like Sonny Gray, I think highly undervalued, highly underrated in Major League Baseball. Also a guy who is probably not as motivated by money, but motivated by winning. Like that's a guy who wants to get a, a ring. And I think he would like to an organization like the Cardinals, where he's not going to a coast. His family lives in the Midwest. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it sure feels like it's going to. I would I would put the Cardinals at the best odds, like right maybe even odds with the Twins. I really think it's right. going to be the okay. Twins or the Cardinals. Like I can't I, see them going anywhere else. Maybe the Cubs, that. maybe maybe the Cubs. That could make some sense. But here, the, I want to get back to you, the Yamamoto thing for a second because I think that's just been it's really exciting. Like it's kind of a bigger deal than I think even we're making out for the I fact agree. that they're even interested in this kid. Three-time NPB Cy Young Award winner, three in a row. It's not called Cy Young, but I don't really know the name. I think it's Salamura Award. That's right. Salamara Award, which is the Cy Young of the NPB. I feel like you might have the, just made that up. 
No, it's true. I, I saw it earlier today. Um, it's named after a guy named Sawamura, I would guess. I did um, assume. I did assume. I but guess. thank you. He's for the Cy Young of Japanese baseball, I guess. But anyway, um, NPB, obviously the biggest league in Japan. Roki Sasaki plays there, Munitaka Murakami, all the guys you would know that play over there. That's the league Stop. they're in. You're great at these names. Maybe, I mean, maybe your career is Japan broadcaster. I can't speak Japanese, so I don't think that's it. What for the uh, for the America for the that's for the English not a side. not a thing not a thing. Well, maybe you make it. I don't know if I want to go on that endeavor. Okay, either anyway. way, yes, it is. I agree with you. It is incredibly exciting that we are like talking about this as if it could happen because, like, six months ago when we started talking about him after the WBC, it was like, yeah, okay, well, he's going to Boston, New York, or LA. Which that's still where could. he's going. Which he still right, agreed. And if uh, I were betting I think, money, I would bet on them. Yeah, but, but I do think I would give them like. Even odds with Boston, like even odds with the Mets, even odds with like I think I would probably have like five teams in the bidding here, and I think I'd give them all like twenty percent chance. Like honestly, yeah. I don't think any of them really have an edge over the other. But I will say the aggregate of the coastal teams have a much better chance than the Cardinals themselves. Obviously, the field, absolutely, yes. yeah, Especially right. the, obviously. yeah, obviously, the power field. Um, no, I agree. I think I will buy a jersey because, of course, I will. But like, let's, I, I and I think like you did. If the post when the posting is official, I think it's going to be fast. I think that's it's going what to be I wanted really to talk fast. about as well because yeah, I've I've seen some very conflicting things on that. I think a lot of it is because the only thing that's really come out has been um, a post from the Oryx Buffaloes his team, and it was in Japan Japanese, so you had to translate it, and obviously that's not a perfect translation to English. But it said he was posted, basically, is what it said. Um, and then Morosi came out and said they will announce a posting window soon. And then Gould said that he was already posted. So did Jeff Jones. So it's very up in the air whether he's posted or not right now. I don't think he is, or I think it'd be bigger news, but I don't I don't know. But whenever he is posted, like he has 45 days to get it done. I don't think it'll take anywhere close to that amount of time to no, get him signed. I don't either. I don't and either. if you're the Cardinals man and that guy's posted like in November, get it done. And you want him, like don't fuck around and say, okay, let's no. go 150, then go to one. No, Be say, the okay, first on the we board. know. We know what your number is going to be likely around 200, 210. How's seven for two, 200 sound? No, you want 10 million more? Seven Fine. years? Seven or eight. But here's the thing, Dad. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. So whatever, whatever, there's a posting fee. So whatever, like if he gets, let's just make this number up. If he gets 25 million a year, right? He's add on like three or 4 million per year for the posting fee. Mm-hmm. So that's, so it's, it's going to, it's going to look like maybe when the numbers come out that it's 25 or something, but it's actually in reality, maybe 30 or something like that. So the AAV is going to be relatively high, but if he, if he's like wants to sign longer term, I would prefer that because I think you get a lower AAV. Like if you can yeah. get it for twenty five a year on ten years until he's thirty five, which by the way is a year older than you're signing Sandy Gray right now. He's twenty five years old. It's crazy I that agree. he's twenty five years old and available to have him as an ace. Some people think he's the top ten pitcher in the world right now through his entire prime. Agreed. It's Agreed. One hundred percent. Um, the based on most comments that I've seen, a lot of people who I respect, uh, talk about that they kind of believe that, based off of those comments and what he said in the past, and with the payroll increasing, Cardinals are probably looking at about fifty-five to sixty-five million that they would spend this year in the offseason. Probably. Now, obviously, yes. you you have to take into con or, or take into, um, my God, I'm having a bad word night. Either way, I don't know what you're saying. You have to take into account, good Lord, um, that you're going to have some expiring contracts that they could get rid of. Uh, You're going to have, obviously, some people 
that are going to probably be gone in trades. So that number could go up. But within that number, you're also going to have people that are going to get make more in arbitration. So right. it kind of all evens out. I'm going to guess it's between the 55 and 65 number. It, yeah, probably that, around that's it. just a guess. The low end would be 50. That's like the low end would be 50. Yeah, I think 65 um, is the But high. here's the thing that the low end's 50 if they don't do anything else, I think. If if you just get rid of O'Neill and Hudson, that's another nine and a half million dollars for next year. Correct. Like that. Yeah, I agree. So, it, it makes me laugh too. Look, like one of the comments that you you actually sent me, I think this weekend I saw it somewhere else, was that probably sign two free agents and trade from the depth in the outfield. The point is, there are guys who would be interested. There are teams who are interested in Dylan Carlson. There are teams who will be interested in Alex Carlson. There are teams who will be interested in Tommy Edmond as an outfielder. There are teams who will be. There are teams who would be interested in those four guys. And you yeah. could get a guy who you can put into your rotation for that and someone else probably without a problem. I, that's what I truly believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, man, how, how how much of a factor do you think in this free agency the um, qualifying offer will be for the Cardinals' decisions? Like the fact that they may say, I, we don't want to sign two starting pitchers with that attached to them because then we lose second and third round picks in a year where we're going to have an early pick. Which, to me, makes the Yamamoto signing make even more sense, right? It makes so much honestly, sense. Honestly, to answer your question, I don't know that answer. I in the either. past, we have heard from people who, again, I trust, that they have been hesitant to go after free agents. Yeah. And and the facts would bear that out, correct? It's definitely a and factor, then, too. It should be. It should be, right. I And especially since this year, highest pick maybe you're ever going to have, like that you've yeah. had in a long time. So I yeah. agree. But I do think... I, I I would have trouble maybe seeing them sign two guys that have a big time. I agree with that. UO on them. So yeah, because even like like if it came down to it, do I think if they felt like they had to, if Yamamoto goes to Boston or whatever, and if um you know they don't want everyone just asking for the moon and trades, where they would sign Nola and Gray? I think yeah. I I mean that wouldn't shock me if that was an off season. No, but I I do think. Like it has to play a factor. Like how much is that worth to you monetarily? Like what's the money value you put on that? Do you put like, Hey, Aaron Nola is going to get 30 a year, but with the posting fee for the same amount of years, potentially and seven years younger, I'll say it again. Um, Yamamoto is going to get 34 a year, but we keep our pick and he's seven years younger and he's going to bring us so much more money. I, like it's crazy. I just go back to this. Like, I believe, yes, that though all those discussions are being had and should be being had, and they're very, very – to be taken very seriously. Are you having a stroke today? I might be. It's been a long day today. Either way, I do believe all of that is is taking place. I just – it's it's always weird when – and with Nola the same way, it really comes down to the player. But, again, right. you go back to all the ties to Yamamoto, it definitely – it definitely adds up for the car in the Cardinals' um, favor. Yeah, if you go to the dude's Instagram, he has three pinned posts on his on his Instagram. One of them is with Lars Newpar, one of them is with Nolan Arenado. <laughs> like, what a sign the guy, dude! If he wants to come here at all, get I him know. here. I, I will buy a jersey. I, you know what? Even I won't even go to China. I will buy it on MLB Shop, and I will get the Got a DHA. I will buy the two hundred dollar one just just to you thank will, you. First of all, no, I won't. For the people that watching, was a lie. He will not. He will. This, I'll put it on my new this credit man, card. This man, this man, signed his mom's phone number up today so he could get a free coffee. He will not. You will coffee. not do that. No, I definitely won't. But I still want to motivate Mister Dewitt. So thanks for saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's going to be incredibly intriguing if we end up with Yamamoto and Gray. Bro, what what an off season! And you know, I still think that there's a trade to be made there with with the extra 
the extras. That's a question I asked. That's a question I have as well. If they do that, and let's not let's not even use names. Let's not use Yamamoto Ray. Let's use a, a guy from the top tier and a guy from the middle tier, whoever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's like Snell and Montgomery, I don't know who it's going to be. But if they do that, are you really all that hellbent on getting a third starter, or would you yes. be okay with Zach Thompson being your five? No, no, I, I don't think, think that you. I don't no. agree. I I do. I think you have to go get a third guy. I mean, look, here's why. We saw, I mean, and I hate to use the world's, can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. My headphones are somewhere there. Um, I, We saw it this year with the Diamondbacks, right? Like, mm-hmm. they had Kelly and Gallon, and after that, I mean, obviously, Brennan Fott. It was amazing. Up, uh, agreed. Than Gallen. Agreed. Absolutely. But I think that you need that. I really think that you need that third guy. You can't go into the playoffs running a lot of um, bullpen games with Steven Matz and Zach Thompson. That's what I will say. Yeah. Now, now well, I guess your, your counter argument could be you could get someone at the trade deadline if you're there. But I'd like to get us to the trade deadline where we're we're ready to upgrade already. I would love to see a trade for a third starter. Yes, that is my answer. Actually, my counter argument would be the the Bridges won the World Series without a third starter. Well, Scherzer was their third starter. But- it wasn't Max Scherzer? That's for sure. He Agreed. definitely wasn't Max. Scherzer. I agree with that. But either way, look, can I was Michael's pope the same production Max Scherzer did in the postseason? Yeah, he can. Yeah, um, that's that fair. Postseason. But I think my thing is you have to. It's a 162 game right. season. I'd I much, I'd feel much more confident with a guy in the number three slot who, who we can slot in there, move Michaelis and Mats to four or five, and then know that you have Zach Thompson, you have Matthew Libertor, you have McGreevy, you but have. You're, you're saying you want. I, a I would three, feel more confident in that. You want a three starter, like a number three. That's what I would love. A three. And you're four, giving yeah. up Nolan Gorman. No, you're not. Yes, you are. Well, no, you're not. Yes, you are for a three starter. What number in baseball, three starter in base? You have, are you're gonna you have to get a cheap. But you're gonna have to get a cheap number three starter. Name which, me one. Uh, I mean, in what cheap? I mean, what number three starter? I don't know. Um, Logan Gilbert's a three on his on his team. Well, the Mariners aren't trading Logan Gilbert. Well, no, so. I'm saying like who 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 okay, are you so getting? Four, then a four. Well, my thing is like you're gonna have to get a cheap guy because if you're spending all this money on two top end starters, then you're not gonna trade for Tyler Glass because he's here, twenty five million. Let me clarify: if we end up with Yamamoto slash Nola and Gray, I don't care. Like again, we're going back to I think semantics. I don't care if you're number three or number four starter through the regular right. season; yeah. it does not matter to me. What I don't want is an as a guy at the very back end or a guy who you're mm-hmm. signing hoping he makes the rotation. Can can is that fair? Like I want that's a guy fair. that I, sign or trade for that's going yeah. into your rotation. You could call him a four and a five. I don't care right. what you, number you call him. Like I even think if it was need... like a Michael Walker type ask pitcher. Oh, here we go. All right. I'm not saying him specifically. I'm saying well, he's, you don't well, have he's to been... trade for him. He was DFA. No. Or, I know. I like, get it. I'm saying his type of pitcher. Where he's had a really, really great last two years. He's been really, really good. I mean, he's he has injury risk, but you're talking about this guy who, if he enters the season, obviously not an injured list, he's in your rotation, no doubt. Agreed. But he's not in the I just say something about Michael Walker. I, I want to get this off my chest. Agreed. I made a statement today that that's not the guy the Cardinals should go after mm-hmm. free agency wise. And the reason yeah. I made that statement was this is a guy who I know he had 12 quality starts this year. Don't come at me. I get that. But for the most part, he goes four to five innings a night. He goes 100 to 120 innings a year. And he, yeah. he has below the strikeout per nine. Like he's eight something, whatever. But my point is, yeah. we don't just because he pitched here. And he's available doesn't right. mean we have to bring him back. It. I love Michael Waka. He was great this year. He's been good. Like, but but let's just let that ship sail yeah, my, and let well, him my, go somewhere else. Yeah, I, I I don't even disagree with that. My point wasn't him. It was that tier. Of no, I know. I just wanted to get that out because 
people attacked yeah. me today, but I also had a lot of support. They also so my, point, him. my point was simple that just because he pitched here doesn't mean we have to bring him back and reunite the gang again. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. The only former Cardinal that's out there now is Adam Ottavino that I would bring back and I would bring him back. I'd be interested in Jordan Montgomery. If we're going to be honest. Doesn't it seem like his, his, he's going to be at an all time high value wise right now. I, I do agree with that, but I don't know what that number is. I don't know if that number is a lot more than Sunny. Yeah, Gray. I agree. It might be like 20. I don't think it would be like, more if than we're gonna be honest, I don't know that it's going to be more than Sunny Gray. Six for 120. Does that sound about right for Jordan Montgomery? I mean, that's less than what you're going to – I mean, you're going to pay Sonny Gray a little bit more, but you're going to have less years. That's all I'm yeah, saying is right. I, if, if it's not Sonny – if Sonny goes back to – let's say he goes back to Minnesota or he goes somewhere else, I would not be opposed to Jordan no. Montgomery coming. That's what I meant. Yeah, if they signed Jordan Montgomery, I would not be like, oh, I can't believe it. I'd be like, yeah, And I was great. throwing zero well, shade at Michael Walker. I just want to clear that up. Yeah. Zero. Like, respect I, his comeback. Yeah. I just don't think – with with the with the shift in what we're looking to do, Michael Walker fits the mold that we want right now. I could be completely wrong. If he's here and he's great, I will be super pumped. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's fair as well. I the thing I was trying to get at was in in your world for I'm not even gonna say perfect offseason. Because for me, like an A plus offseason, like if you give an A plus offseason for getting two top end starters and then they go get like you know, on the third one, are you going to be like A plus plus? Like, what's an A plus? It doesn't. But for you to have a, no uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's like one hundred ten percent. It's not a right. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. An A plus off season. Like, they can always do more, and if they do more, Correct. it's better. So whatever. But the, for them to have an off season that is not acceptable, but that you are like excited for, you're yes. like, man, they have to get that third starter because I know for a fact. Before you answer, I know for a fact if Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Sonny Gray are starting games one and game two on opening day next year, you're not going to give a damn about that third starter they didn't get because that'll be really exciting. Can I tell you the perfect off season for the Cardinals for me? Go for it. All right, Yamamoto. Cool. Uh, Sonny Gray slash Jordan Montgomery. I would be honestly very happy with either one. Would you slash so, Tyler Glass now in there? Well, that's a trade, so I hadn't gotten to that yet. Okay. Yeah, we can't get all three, but okay. Oh, right. hold on. Sonny Gray. Those are my free agent signings. Cool. Molina's back on the bench in some coaching capacity. Hein Bloom's in the front office in some capacity. And then we've made a trade for a guy that slots. I'm not going to argue semantics over if he's a three or a four that did not include us dealing with Norman Foreman, Brendan Donovan, Jose Quintana. What about Shane Bieber? Okay, I – I've really been on the record not wanting Shane Bieber. Like literally every peripheral of Shane Bieber has regressed right. every single year since the spider attack went away. I agree with you, but here's my here's my my um my pushback to that. I don't really want him either. If you're getting him as your one or your two, then I don't want him at all. But if you're getting him as your tier of Quintana, he can be as good as Jose Quintana. I are you nervous? And he's only making twelve million dollars. Are you nervous the fact about two things? And and I'm just asking. Because I'm not opposed to Shane Bieber being a St. Louis Cardinal. I am opposed mm-hmm. to what you just laid out, him being the guy that you get as your one or your Yeah, two. you can't do that. You, that's bad. Agreed. We agree. Fair. Fair. Um, because honestly, him, Glass now, you kind of put him like, I would rather have Tyler Glass now. Absolutely. He's also way better. Agreed. That's what I'm, I'm saying, though. Like, both injuries. I am a little nervous about the forearm. That makes me really nervous. Yeah, yeah. there's concerns. There's but like, there, if it, what, what if it's Tyler O'Neill? He is pitching for mid- a contract. What if it's Tyler O'Neill in the mid tier prospect for him? Heartbeat. Absolutely. I think you do it. I yes. think that's what it would cost. I really do. Now, let me, one ask, year... let me ask you another one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there, I don't believe there's a prospect tied to this one. Would you be interested in a Lucas Giolito being another signing where you didn't, then aren't making a trade and you make a trade, you make like maybe you trade an O'Neill and somebody else for bullpen pieces. Like, is that something that's too much you, money? They want to do that. You think he's Giolito's going to command that much? I think he's going to get, 
It depends. Like he he could be a guy that wants to reset his market. That's definitely possible. And do a one year deal. Yeah, I don't know what he wants, but then even then, I think that's twenty million dollars. Okay. All right. That's fair. Like I, mean, I think if, if he gets a long term deal, you're probably looking at fifteen ish, yeah. maybe for three. But if yeah. you're doing a one year deal, it probably goes up to twenty. But anyway, that's my that that's I would like to see a third starter in that rotation. That's why I, I don't think Walk is coming here because he's gonna he I mean he has made himself some money probably off these last oh, two yeah. years. He's gonna he's gonna and I don't want him deal. as your one or year two either. Like he goes five innings no, no. a game. Like he's a hundred. So is Blake Snell? Yeah, true. All right, either. Yeah. Okay, let's move. But on. okay, but I didn't tell you we were doing this. But all seasons here, I think they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna make a move in the next week or two. I have no idea. I would highly doubt that they'll do it before the seventeenth, which is the qualifying offer date where you have to accept or decline whatever they right. give you. So I, before then, I don't see anything happening anywhere. Um, and even then, I probably take a couple of weeks after that. But I want your predictions. We're starting the off season here. I would solely for players, Yachty and all that stuff. We'll get to that whenever that happens. That, was my, that was my perfect off season. Yeah, I get it. What's your prediction? I think Yamamoto is a Cardinal. Okay, hold on. Can I, can I add last? Don't week, do this to me now. Two weeks ago. Hold on. Stop. Two weeks ago, you really came at me when I said, you asked me, give me a percentage on Yachty signing back with the Cardinals. And I said 85% because with Yachty where there's smoke, it's already, it's already, right. it's already hot. And you said, oh, and you kind of called me names. And he still hasn't signed, by the way. You thought 50%. And Yachty came out and said 90%, by the way. He's still not here, by the way. That's fine. That's I don't care (laughs) when the date is. But again, so I really truly, again, maybe it's uh, Captain Optimism here. I think Yamamoto's going, I honestly, truly believe the six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation, Yamamoto, is going to get him here. Okay, I want a contract, and then I want you to give me the rest of your offseason predictions. Okay, I think we've talked a lot about a lot of it. Um, I think, I, I think it's contract. an eight-year deal. I think it's an eight-year deal that's going to be between twenty-five and thirty million. That's my guess. So two, you're looking With at the, that. That includes, by the, had had taquitos for dinner. Um, that includes the uh, posting fee. Well, the posting fee is not on top of that twenty-five. No, 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 25 to 30, then, which would include the posting fee. Okay, no, I, so give me a number, like 210, 220? What's your, what are you looking at before the posting well, fee? seven years would not be 210, right? You said eight. Yeah, may, okay, eight years, 210 to 240. I think you're looking at eight years, 210-ish for him probably. Okay. Reasonably. I think Sonny Gray is before a Before posting Gray, okay. I think Sonny Gray is a, is a cardinal. And then, I again, it goes back to, I don't Contracts. know who it is, but I would love to see a trade – Shane Bieber makes all the sense in the world. He it just really feels does. like a cardinal. He and they really have so many outfielders they can give the guardians yeah. to help them immediately. He really, like that just truly Tyler Glassnell's my guy. That's the guy. That would be my that would be it. Yeah, but if I you're getting your, those top two guys, you're not getting him. He's too expensive. I, well, it's only one year though, right? So they it's might 20, need that. Then they're gonna have a two hundred and twenty million dollar payroll. That's not happening. That's that's valid. That's and valid. then you don't have any relievers yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's so fair. you that's just fair. did you you just did starters. For me, my God, I want Yamamoto so bad. So I'm just going to predict it. Why not? You know, I right. think, you know, it's kind of crazy that at this point, I've hyped myself up so much for this man that Nola would disappoint me in saying, I don't understand myself either. He would not I'm, disappoint me. I know, not really. I, that was an exaggeration. But Yamamoto, I think they're going to get him. I think it's going to be nine years, 220, no, 215 million, $220 million. Nine years, 220 before the posting fee. Um, that's like 20, I don't know, it's 20 something a year, 28, 23, maybe. 24. No, it's higher than that. Well, 25 would be 225. 
for nine years. So two twenty would is less. So twenty four million. I'm for not great times, at math, but I do know that nine times twenty five right. is two hundred twenty five. Okay, let me change what I said. Eight years, two twenty five. That's better. That, okay. sound, that sounds more that's realistic. That's kind of what I was looking at. Yeah, eight years, two twenty five posting fee. I, that's all confusing, but it'll make it more expensive. Okay, I think they'll get him. Then I think they'll go after Sonny Gray. I think they'll get him for like I think they're gonna go four years, seventy million. Because I think it would be three years, sixty. But I think if you give an extra year, that's extra money. Um, Drop that AAV. By quite a bit. That's only like 18 yeah. million a year. That might be optimistic, but that's my prediction. 17 and, then and I a think, half, by the way. And then you need to work I, on your math skills. I said 17 a year ish. You said 18. And it was 17 and a half? Yeah. You need to work on those oh, skills. Oh, what a difference that is. That, right that's right there with Spanish skills. No, no, those are bad. I have an A in that class, by the way. Um, anyway, you don't know. And then, that and then I think they're going to trade for a reliever and sign a reliever. I don't know who. I think maybe so you I don't, don't believe they're going to add three arms, three in the rotation. I don't. Okay. Okay. And I, I kind of, and here's the thing. Here's I my hate thing. that, Caleb. I hate that. If that's here's my, here's, here's my thing. If adding a third starter then knocks you down a tier from the top two you're getting, I don't want the third starter. I don't care about it. But him. I don't think it does because you're trading guys. I mean, you're not going to get an expensive here's, guy. So I here's don't the, here's the like thing that, that, that's irrelevant. Here's the thing. I understand your point. And in theory, that makes sense. Just because you're trading doesn't mean they're not expensive. So if you're trading for a guy where you're not giving up Gorman or Donovan or any of those guys, you're trading for a guy with very little left on his contract, right? One year, two years, which means they're either at the end of arbitration, which Shane Bieber, 12 million, right? Something like that. Uh, Glass now, 25 million. Or you're trading for a guy at the end of a contract that they've signed, which is still probably 18 to 20 million. So you're still paying the same price as you would in free agency. It's just you're getting them through a different avenue. Unless you make a trade with the Marlins or somebody like that and you get a younger guy, which could slot at the end. Who are you getting that you're not trading Nolan Gorman or Brendan Donovan for? I don't I don't know. Again, There's I don't no know one. that answer. Like, I, like honestly, unless it's someone that's not we good. We don't know what the new GM coming into to Marlins, the Marlins is going to want. Like, we don't right. know that. I mean, that's true. But here's the thing that would you rather give their young guy that you, if, if you're getting a young guy with control from them and you're not trading a good, a really good young bat, then you're getting a guy that's probably compar- comparable to Zach Thompson. Right, I, I I don't think so. But then you're gonna have to give up a lot because young pitching that's under control is expensive if they're good. Uh, that's what. That's why I go back to what I said that while he's not near the top of my target, and nor would I give him a lot of money, Shane Bieber legitimately yeah. makes a lot of sense. I think it's. So I think Jose it'd be Quintana. great. I think. To be fair, yeah, I think Jose both Quintana would be, also make sense. Yeah, I think both would be great third additions. Yes. My worry is Shane Bieber's one of Young. So are they going to be able to try and pass it off on us? as being more than a third edition. Cleveland's which I think very they good at trading. I, I'm just super excited that these, I just hope that we're not coming here in two months going, man, we're really excited that we have, I mean, I don't want to throw shade at anybody because they could be a Cardinal. Yeah, don't do that. But, um, right. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. But like, here, here's my third thing or, Our third and fourth tier on our wish list. Here's my thing. All the reporting, and there's another thing I want to talk about in this chat. He said, like he kept, people kept saying the same thing to him, like, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to go big? And he's like, guys, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. They have told me they're going big. If they don't, we will report that when it happens. I'm telling <laughs> no. you what I've heard. I so know. for me, I've never heard that before from any reporter out of St. Louis. Most of the people that say the Cardinals are in on shortstops, they're not from St. Louis because they're not hearing that. Um, so the thing that's interesting to me is I don't. he's not being leveraged by agents like those guys are sometimes where they're hearing stuff from agents who then they put it out and it ups the value of their, their player. He's hearing this from the organization. So for me, I think that they're going to go very hard after a top guy, 
whether that's Yamamoto or Nola, I don't know. Um, but I do think our expectation should be for them to get them. One of them. I agree. Yes. So if they don't, and we get to spring training and you know, I love Sonny Gray. I hope, I honestly do hope he's a Cardinal. I hope he's their second option that they get, but if he's their first option, then I will critique that when that happens. I agree. Well said. Well said. But as of right now, yeah. I'm not going to be pessimistic. because there's uh, no reason. To be. Last Cardinal thing I have before we get to some shout outs. Um, well, it is a shout out. Shout out Alec Burleson for getting married. Yeah. Future yep. Ray. He just seems like a cool dude. He I really, really like does seem like a cool dude. Like he's also I don't a good know baseball him. player. I just I'm an Alec Burleson fan, and I want to see him do well, whether it's here or somewhere else. But it's always cool to see a guy get married like that's and be yeah. happy, and all his buddies like the team like that's just awesome. So yeah, I love Alec Burleson, and yep. he brought the hamburger phone in, which died quickly because <laughs> they were really bad after they brought it. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, anything else on Cardinals that you want to talk about before we um, get to a few things here? I don't think, think so, but I think the fact that we just both predicted Yamamoto to be a Cardinal is really setting us and our viewers up for massive disappointment. Of course it is, but that's what you and I But do. hey, that's, that's what we're here for. Hey, what's the offseason what, here for if it's not optimism? I was going to say, like, what, I, I, everything I read is so pessimistic, I'm going to be the opposite now. Yeah, isn't it weird in St. Louis where the writers are more optimistic than the fans? The, the that fans, never well, happens. No, that, I don't think that is weird. That never happens. The, that's, their that's, is always like, they're markets. not signing anyone. Like they're not do you, doing what do you, let me ask you this, and and this is the last thing I'll say about the Cardinals. Yeah. Evidently, there's some interest, and I don't know. Again, this is not widely reported. I haven't heard it from Deagle, just from things I've read in between the lines. Right. That the Blue Jays are are mildly, or it may be a little bit more, interested in Dylan Carlson. Uh, obviously, we know Kiermaier's leaving. Really? They need a center fielder. I've, I've seen on some of the the Blue Jay board stuff, and I've read it from a couple other people who, again, are fans. They're not uh, – it's no reporting. It's just fans. But I think they might be getting it from somewhere. No, an insider said that it could be possible. Okay. Do you, would you be interested in Alec Manoa at all? For Dylan Carlson? That's the guy. For Dylan Carlson. Because no. I think that would be the name. No. You wouldn't want to take a chance on him? Have the Cardinals been able the, to fix their own pitchers? No, but – Okay. I don't know if that's fair because look at how, I mean, I think we have had success in the past with guys coming here and being better than they were at their, their place. Broken guys. I mean, I think you could have said yeah, that's with bad attitude problems. Okay. Why do we, okay. To be fair. I know he didn't show up to AAA. We know that happens. We do know that, but we, I, I, we don't know what else happened. Like we don't know. That's what true. Happened. There could have been, there could have been more there. We have no clue there. I'm not that's, saying that true, he's but... not, he is a bad guy. I'm not going to say he is. I don't think I'm he's, I didn't say he's not, a bad I'm, guy. Attitude problem. That's what I mean. That's yeah. I don't, that's I don't him, know. I don't know we if he's a bad guy or not. But we have no. Yeah, I do that. think there's a lot of red flags with him, and that being one, maybe there's inside information about why that is. That could be like, obviously mental health is an important thing in sports. So we agree. One hundred percent. So that could be why. And if the Cardinals get word of that, and that's what happened, then uh, yeah, my stance would change. But as of right now, what's been reported is that he just didn't show up because he was upset about being sent down. That's what the optics are. Um, for me. Would I be interested? I'd be very interested in Alec Manoa, but and I guess for Dylan Carlson, like, you're you... removed from being in the Cy Young conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, he in is. the American That's League. True. But there were a lot of signs even when that happened that he was going to regress, and he regressed harder than anyone thought. Yeah, like, he was getting a little hit, freeze like... up there, but yeah. Oh, sorry. So it's okay. Clark Schmidt or Alec Manoa, which one would you rather have for Carlson? That's a. That's I Clark think Schmitt honestly, if we're going to be honest, I'd be okay with either. 
I think the upside of Alec Manoa is higher. I think the it floor is. of Clark Schmidt is higher at right now. Yeah, I agree. On right both now, of those. I agree. Okay. Yeah, I would have honestly, if either trade for me, like what I is Alec Manoa a guy I think I'd seek. I think I'd really be interested in seeing what they'd want for him. Like I would, right. if he was available and I heard that, I would really go and say, "What do you want?" And it was have to be within reason, of course. But I don't know if it's a guy that I would be eager to trade anyone in my future for at all. So if, if it depends on how they do Carlson. If he is a guy who just wants out of that organization mm-hmm. and has maybe figured out some mental, I, I some mental things or some physical things or whatever it was, whatever was going. That, on, I mean, yeah. that you're talking about a number one starter, like. That's what he can be. Like he can we be, came yeah. into the year, you we were at opening day where the night before we were talking about Alec Manoa being a, a front runner for the Cy Young for this season. I mean, we're only a year removed from that. Not even. We're six, yeah, it was a six bad months year. removed, seven fact, months we, removed we, from that. It wasn't even just like a prototypical, you know, Garrett Cole as a three eight ERA surprising in one year. Right. It was he's one of the worst pitchers in baseball, and now he's not showing up when he gets demoted to triple. Could a. be an anomaly, could be a problem. Like you're right. But but it might be something. It's something, really it's something you if you're the Cardinals and you're into. if you're the Cardinals and you're giving up Dylan Carlson for him, you really have to be sure about exactly what happened with that situation. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Anything else on the Cardinals you want to talk about before we go around the league? And I just kind of want to give some props to people and get out of here. Get no, I. On a few things. The last thing we don't even have to talk about this. Very surprised, Yadi and Marlena. Nothing's come of that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with the holidays coming up, I'm not. They also said Joe McEwing's the bench coach, so I don't even know if that's the role he'd be doing. I that's what I said all along that I don't believe that he would be that he's not gonna, that, I, that I don't think he's going to be in an everyday role. It's not going to be what we thought. Okay, all right, we'll see. Um, first off, we we've spent a long time before we gave big props to the World Series winner, the Texas Rangers. Shout out to their first win. Um, big time shout out to Monty to Aroldis Garcia, even though that obviously the injury. Who? What, who? Aroldis Garcia. What I say? Adolis Garcia. Nice name. There you go. Don't you dare compare Chapman. him to that Aroldis Chapman. Don't you dare. If for some reason, I told you I'm having a rough day. Don't you week. do that to him. He's Chris not Aroldis Chapman. Um, Mike Maddox, Brad Miller, former Cardinal. <sighs> um, shout out to all of those guys. Uh, but also shout out to Boach. I love that man. That He's awesome. he is He is like this the entire way. And I think that's what makes him so great. And, uh, doesn't care while the wins. ratings were the worst of all time, um, that's something you're gonna to have to look at in baseball, the worst range. But either way, um, shout out to what the Diamondbacks did getting there. Nobody saw that coming. However, I'm I'm really pumped that the Rangers won. Yeah, me too. I Corey Seager's just such a such a beast, man. Best Will Smith, in baseball. that's the guy the Cardinals should sign. Three straight dub World Series dubs. No, because the odds of him getting four is so low that my brain would say there's no way we win. <laughs> right? Um, is that what you would think too? Like the odds of him getting four in a row are so low that if you sign him, no way you're winning. Absolutely. Uh, hey, uh, shout out. Good luck to Dusty Baker and whatever he decides to do. What a career. I in the past was not a Dusty Baker fan. I told you I've done a 180 on him. Uh, the players absolutely love him. That was because of Tony coach with him. Huh? That was because Tony LaRusso hated him. Yeah, well, as a Cardinal fan, obviously, that was why. Was, I mean, as a manager of the Cubs that was why. and a manager of the Reds, like there are a lot of it's reasons. because him that. and Tony hated each other. You can admit it. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Like that. Was I didn't like him either. Why. Because yeah, no one I remember, Lewis did. I remember his face when Johnny Cueto was out kicking our pitcher in the face. Yes, correct. And then poor Jason Schmidt and Kerry Wood and Mark Breyer, those poor guys, like and Carlos Zambrano. But either way, um, but again, I hope he you just completely stepped on poor Dusty's retirement. But hopefully, Dusty is great. gets a nice little box of toothpicks and has a great life. Can we do? Can we get managers in the Hall of Fame quicker? 
I agree. Like, like he's 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 getting up there in age. I'd like I'd like for him to get in soon, like yeah, where he can I really agree. enjoy it and everything. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's at an age where he's about to like be bedridden or anything, but I do think there is something too. Let's get these managers in quickly. They don't need to be away from the game as long as players do maybe 100%. to appreciate their greatness. Let's 100%. get Dusty Baker in next year. Like that should be happening. He's a Hall of Fame manager. And there's um, one more thing. Oh, also Corey Seager, two-time World Series MVP. Shout correct. out. Best shortstop in correct. baseball, and no one's even close to him. I don't even think it's close. I, I it's not yeah, close. Agreed. Agreed. Um, amazing. Shout out to Carlos Men- uh, Mendoza for being hired by the Mets. Did not right. see that one coming. But happy for and pumped for him to get his first major league gig. That's awesome. Also, super pumped for the Cleveland Guardians hiring Stephen Vogt. I I am a massive Stephen Vogt fan as a he was a as a leader as a player and as a human. Like he is awesome. If you've ever seen interviews or you know anything about Stephen Vogt, guys just gravitate to him. I I think he's going to do very well in Cleveland with in a in a market where they're not going to go spend a fortune. He's going to get guys. I think he's going to get guys to play for him. That's what I believe. I I agree. Uh, I really like Stephen Vogt, and it's a great hire. Like he's been a guy that seemed like an obvious managerial candidate since like for like ten years. <laughs> like he's going to be a manager at some point. So it's a great hire. Hopefully they do well and give him some. It maybe you know give him some players that can succeed with him. Um, shout out also to Nelson Cruz announced his retirement. Um, Shout out for 2011. Nelly, we really greatly will always appreciate you for that, but also legendary career. I mean, you're talking about one of the great home run hitters in baseball history, as far as in the last 20 years, right? I mean, you have to put him in that, in that. I mean, one of the top five DHs of all time. Agreed. And uh, just a great, great career hanging it up. Um, Didn't end the way he wanted in San Diego, I'm sure, but what, what a great career. It's sad that he leaves Texas. And then Texas wins a World Series, but you know, I mean, right, he's been yeah. gone for a while. I get it, but yeah, long time. Um, long time. Well, give me your thoughts on two things, and then we'll get out of here. All right, Nolan Arenado not being uh, getting a Gold Glove. He didn't deserve it. Okay, fair. I agree. Love I Nolan. Ten years in a row is absolutely incredible. Yes, Brian Hayes deserved every bit of that Gold Glove. Okay. Um, now give me this one because this one breaks my heart. Even though I'm pumped for him, I think Joey Votto uh, not being extended by the Reds. What do you think happens there? Do you think that was a mutual agreement or do you think that kind of came out of nowhere for Joey? I mean, that's Mr. Red to me. Like, obviously you go back, it's Johnny Bench. It's guys like that in my lifetime. It's it's Barry Larkin and it's um, Joey Votto. Yeah. It's obviously sad that that it came to that. I'll be interested if he plays. I think, I mean, it sucks, but I honestly think it's going to give him a good chance to go somewhere where he might be able to win. Maybe be a DH. I agree. Be against right-handed pitching. Like, you know, a perfect place for him, Arizona. Go play with a bunch of young guys in the warm and a great environment, a team that could use a veteran yeah, but he's leader. from Canada. Who cares? He's, he's going to go he play, goes back to Toronto. Go play with it. No, I don't. He, they have Brendan Bell. Go play go, the same player right now. Like they're the same player in 2020. That's true. Um, go play, go play with, let me finish. Go play with Evan Longoria and yeah. be the veteran leaders there and go try to help this young team get to a world series yeah. while you can just D de- it. Cause they needed, a, they needed power left-handed bats in the postseason you really badly up again. Am I good this, now? Yeah, you're good. You just were making the very weirdest face I've ever seen. Oh. So finish your thought on him going to Arizona. Yeah, go DH against righties. They could use okay. you. And yeah. hit bombs. I, the game needs Joey Votto in the game, so I hope he keeps playing. Um, Sounds like he will. Bro, what is up with your internet? Can you get something other than three amps up? All right, that and that's all I've got. So I'm hoping the Joey, baseball needs Joey Votto more than Joey Votto needs baseball, and I'm hoping he's still in the game next year. That's what I'll say. I think he will be. That's my prediction. 
Do you believe Clayton Kershaw is in the game next year? I think he'll sign a really cheap deal with the Dodgers and come back halfway through the year. Okay. Because he's okay. hurt. Yeah, I know. I'm just I that's why I'm asking if you thought he might retire I, or I think he'll come back. Okay. He I hope Clayton so. Kershaw baseball. doesn't go out like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. And I think no Joe, I'd love to see Joey Votto get a ring, man. I, I really would. Or at he's least get a the perfect postseason. Dodger, by the way, as well. Him and Freddie Free in the same and Jason Jason same, Hayward. Oh, and Mookie in that same uh in that locker room would be a blast, man. That'd be a blast. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I've got. All right. Well, I don't have anything else as well, except for confidence level that the Cardinals have a good offseason. Give me a one through ten. Seven and a half. Okay. Um, I'm gonna no, go. Well, it has I'm to be a... higher than that. That's a lie. If I just predicted that we're signing Yamamoto say. and Gray, <laughs> then it has to be a nine and a half. So that was too easy. I'm so giving it has you to I'm, be a nine and a half. I'm giving it a ten. I think every I think people don't understand not I shouldn't say that. I, I think every time they've said they need to do something, they've done it. Right. And I, they've never said they need to go get pitching, good pitching before because they've always believed they didn't need to. But now they've kind of said we have to do it. I think they're going to do it. All right. All right. So uh, here we go. We're back for our fourth season, kicking it off. Thank you, everyone, as always, for being part of this. Y'all are the absolute best. We appreciate you. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be back. We If something happens, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to try and make this regular thing twice a week, try and get back on a regular schedule. So thank you to everyone. Uh, stay tuned, and, and let's go Cards. <laughs>